Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. And happy motherfucking Friday. There it is. There it is, the happy motherfucking Friday. Must be done. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a state of emergency here in uh, Ontario. Although we know we have listeners all over the world. If you're in America, I know you're very busy getting ready for your big inauguration and civil war and all the other things that are coming up next week, which is very, very exciting. Dave Blazar joins us. Hey, Dave, how are you? Hello. It's been a while I, with the holidays and everything. I feel like nothing's happened since the last time I was with you guys nothing. on a podcast. No, it's nothing been at all. Super quiet news wise. Yeah, yeah. Nothing to talk about. So it's mm-hmm. just going to be, you know, free for all kind of Friday. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, actually, you know what? Let's do a little catch up here because we haven't heard from you in a while. Uh, Donald Trump has been impeached for a second time. And you probably don't have any strong feelings about that either way, I assume. Mm, you're right. No. Yeah, I'm totally. Yeah. I, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm right down the middle on it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know. Where was do you that, want me to go with the thoughts on it? Was that the right thing to do? Impeach the guy? Or do you just let him serve out his last week in office? Uh, uh, I don't know. He I, doesn't seem like the clear and present danger anymore that they painted him out to be last week. Well, I think my, my concern is what happens moving forward. I mean, they've already created a movement. They've already created a, they've created a monster. They really have. So somebody's just going to pick up the mantle and continue on his path of whatever it was he was doing the last four years. Um, that's, they've started that, and they've started this idea that um, if you're a Republican that you, and you don't support Trump, you're not a real Republican. And it's like, oh, my God, the demagogue level of attitude and bravado that's come out of this. This should not have been a surprise to anybody. This really should not have been a shock that this was going to happen. When mm-hmm. has honestly, when has it ever been about what's best for the country? If it's if he's not able to paint himself as the hero and the one who made it all happen, then he wasn't willing to do it or wasn't interested in doing it. And if it wasn't going to get him the, the clout that he was looking for, hey, come on, it's been like this for four plus years. You shouldn't have, shouldn't have been surprised that it got to this level. Um, when you have people who have been fully uh, entrenched in a message from one particular person, it's really hard to get them out of that. So the, the, you know, the impeachment is... To me, it's almost like, okay, this has to be, this is a standard you have to set to tell people we won't accept this behavior moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, whether or not it really centers him and really does anything in the long run, eh, I don't know. Um, I guess he's going to have a lot of court battles after he's out of office. Um, there's a lot of trouble mounting for him. So we'll see. We'll see what happens at that point. And that may dissuade him from ever wanting to dip back into the political realm. But everything from banning on, on, on social media platforms and all kinds of stuff, it, it's some wild precedents being set. And, and it's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out in the next little while as somebody from the outside looking in and also somebody on the inside saying, well, we have a platform as well. So, you know, we have to consider what that means when it comes to censorship and, and it comes to messaging and things like that. If I come up to you and say, I, I'm, going to, I'm just going to lie about something, it doesn't mean I, I should have the equal rights to say whatever I want when it's going to influence people to do bad things or wrong things and things like that. Oh, so there fuck. Is a- but video games influence people to commit crimes like Jesus where are we drawing the line here? 
I think it's dangerous to ban this guy from social media or any of that movement from social media because it's just going to drive it underground. And then nobody's going to have any idea what's coming. So you at least there's a discussion to... and some balance when you put it on social media where everybody mm-hmm. else is. Do you have any worry about the um, the weight of the words that you mean? There's been so many lies. There's been there's been so much misinformation um, and people are now. Going as far that goes as bringing, both ways, Dave. Come sure, on. of course it does. But when there's people bringing pipe bombs to the the state capitol, that's a big problem. When you've got people who are hitting police officers in the head with a fire extinguisher, that's a big problem. Um, yeah, so, and a, it, a I, lot I, of police officers got hurt in the uh, summertime too. I mean, there are any time there is a public uprising like you saw at the capitol. Mm. I mean, it's very. Uh, it's frustrating and people get hurt. There's been a lot of people hurt over the last year because of protests that turned violent. Oh, absolutely. And and I, I don't think that this has helped with the temperature. But at some point, we can't just do a one for one and be like, ah, well, it happened here. So it, we have to dismiss it here. I think there has to be a, a lot more um, attention paid to what the consequences are for this kind of thing. And, and I, I don't know the perfect answer. I absolutely do not. But the, the idea of removing somebody from a, a social media platform that argument has been it's been going on for a while and we now are looking at it in, from an angle of well is this is this censorship or does a, a company like twitter have to give you that platform mm-hmm. or can they say as a company who has a you know a system of um rules and regulations and things that you agree to in the terms of conditions are, are you at fault for for violating them and it, can they change the rules willy-nilly as they go along so there's so many questions about that because they do want government protections against um, you know people who sue the platform for things that have been said and libel and things like that. So they do want some government protection. This is a lot muddier than just he says bad things on Twitter. <laughs> uh, one thing that stood out to me, and then we'll move on from this, mm-hmm. is you pointed out there's a lot of Republicans who are now saying if you don't support Trump, you're not a Republican or whatever it is. They should just call it what it is. It's a third party now at yeah. this point. But I get that a lot too because there's people who know and understand that I am uh, that I lean conservative on many issues and people just assume that because of that i'm anti-lockdown or anti-mask and i i just don't get that i don't understand why you have to draw a line in the sand as someone who leans right that because you lean right you obviously think covid is a hoax well that's so true and we talked about this before in the podcast so i won't belabor the point but we've lost the gray area we don't have a middle ground where we come together it's either you believe one or you or the other it's a team sport and if you don't go fully in on the message of one side, then you're not a true believer of whatever that platform is. And mm-hmm. it's it's kind of scary to say that because that eliminates any possibility to have a conversation with somebody right down the middle. Kat, where did you end up with on the uh, football pool? Did you end up doing as poorly as you thought you were going to? Why did to? you have to ask about that? I, skip, I, I missed a couple of weeks. Um, Dave, you're in on this one too, Dave, aren't you? Mm -hmm. You're doing much, much better than me. I can already tell you that without even looking. But I missed a couple of weeks, so that really screwed me over. But that said, I don't think I'm actually at the very bottom. Uh, You missed weeks and you aren't at the bottom? I know, yeah. There's Who's really, that bad? There's some really there's bad players in the beho- pool. Yeah. Uh, like below me. <laughs> and I missed, I think, two weeks. One, I got in just in time for, one, like, because it was a random Monday or it moved to Tuesday. So I got in just in time to pick that, and that was correct. So one week, I think my I got, like, two, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the, the other one was just a goose egg because I, I think it was over the holidays, and I completely didn't even think about it. So I'm always interested in this when it comes to people playing those kind of office pools where there's, you know, you just – it's a pick em pool, basically. You pick the winner. Yeah. You don't have to pick yeah. odds or anything like that. So how – are you a, are you a football fan, first of all? No. So how do you pick your teams? So I, I – uh, 
uh, it depends. You know, it depends on how my how I feel. Really? Like, uh, yep. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Sometimes I will actually dive deep into what what the people who really know these things predict. Uh, in the past, I've let friends of mine who are big football fans uh, guess the picks for me, do the picks for me, or tell me their thoughts on it if it's really close matchup. You're like this morning. But, I had ten mini eggs, so I'm going to pick Tennessee. Yeah, like, like things it, like that. Exactly. <laughs> like this jersey's pretty. I'm going to do this one today. Do you and really? Oh, I've, I've done always it wondered. Based on jersey. I've done it based on jersey before, and I've actually won. At the last station, I won one week, and like it was like, how the fuck did you win that? I'm like, I don't know, because they have a pretty like, pretty jersey, and I went with that. It was like, yeah, it's a beautiful like seafoam green. I've never seen that before, so I went with that. Yeah, no, I really know nothing about football. Um, that said, like this league that we're in is it's a little more like competitive-ish than I thought it would be. Like, I thought it would be fun, but I, I don't know if it's as fun as I thought because, like, the shit-talking is actual shit-talking. Oh, totally. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's like, like, mean I, chirps. I, I think yeah. I'm out next season. I'm out. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I just kind of eeny meeny miny mode it. Okay. Um, now, you're in a weird position because... Your husband is a Tampa Bay fan, and he was a Tampa Bay fan, in all fairness, before Tom Brady when they were got traded there. Shit. Yeah. yeah. No one's so going to believe been... that, by the way. You should <laughs> oh, look at I my know. bar for the, full of ugly Buccaneers shit. Then you would know. <laughs> it's so ugly. I don't like the Buccaneers colors. Anyway, go ahead. In any case, so your husband is a Tampa Bay fan, and it was the icing on the cake when Tom Brady came, and Gronk is there, and they're going to the playoffs. You've got two quarterbacks that are over 40 years old playing each other this weekend. Drew Brees from the Saints, Tom Brady from Tampa Bay. Great. Good. But I have a feeling doing what you do in the area that you do it in, there might be somewhat of a tendency to kind of want to cheer for the Bills. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I actually right. do. Like, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm genuine, genuine, genuinely happy for Bills. I know you're one, Scott. Like, Fucking happy for right. Bills fans who have been through just garbage after garbage year, you know. And as a Leafs fan, because I lean more toward hockey, but as a Leafs fan, I would hope that those who aren't that interested in the Leafs would still be happy for me as a Leafs fan if they actually did something. And the Bills are doing something. And by all means, I'm happy for Bills fans. You know, people down in Buffalo have just had a like you said, a travesty of shit for all this time. And I love the creativity. I mean, they've got Allentown down there in Buffalo area, and there's people running around changing it to like Josh Allentown and mm. stupid shit like that. Basically, anything that says Allen is getting Josh put in front of it, right. Bill's quarterback. And they are so fucking pumped. It's like the greatest thing to ever happen to Buffalo. You know, since they drafted OJ Simpson. Well, you know, it's funny because, you know, Jim Kelly was was known as the last like superstar quarterback, even though they had Drew Bledsoe and they had Doug Flutie and they had other players come through that were always the next big thing. And then now you got a guy who's actually doing it as a Bills fan. It is it's encouraging, but we have been through so much as a fandom of really bad football over the years that you, you almost don't want to believe it until it gets to that to that pinnacle, right? You don't want to believe it till they get back to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And then you don't end up with the four straight losses again in the Super Bowl and be like, oh my God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cry if, if this continues. But as a Bills fan, it's exciting. It, there's nothing better. Scott knows this firsthand. There's nothing better than going to Orchard Park, New York for an NFL game and just tailgating with thousands and thousands of random people. Yeah. You, Actually, you know, I do have an issue with the Bills Mafia. What's that? 
So the last time I was at a Bills game, it was uh, Bills and Steelers. And I was walking to my car after the game because I was one of the people who, after the tailgate, was still sober enough to go into the stadium and actually use my ticket. So I, was, <laughs> I always wonder that. Like, how many of those people oh, are even going to make it in? I have got so many stories of bus trips where, you know, half the bus doesn't make it into they the game. They sleep on the bus during ju- the game, not basically? A, not an exaggeration yeah, at all. I've, so you're going to your car and what happened? Somebody flicked a cigarette butt and burned a cigarette hole in my Bills jersey. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, it was flying through the air, and I just happened to walk into it, and it just sort of bounced off my chest and burned a fucking hole in my jersey. No. Well, <laughs> Bills Mafia is, a, is an interesting group of people. Um, interesting is a good word for it. Yeah. As I, as I remember walking this is i went to a game last year i believe it was it was one of the i think it was the home opener so going to the game and uh i'm walking along i parked as i drove down i didn't take a bus or anything like that so i drove down parked a little bit bit away from the, the stadium and i'm walking there and some guy blue and red face paint has these horns on he looks like the QAnon shaman um but he's got bills, <laughs> bills gear on and he looks at me and he just goes hey man you want to go through a table and i was like no i'm good <laughs> <laughs> but I'll yep. watch you do it. Yeah. Yep. And then sure enough, you know, somebody gets choke slammed off of the back yeah. of a pickup truck. Well, they always a need a cameraman, Dave. So you could always volunteer for that. Yeah. Well, we've had moments where the fandom in the NFL is unlike, I think, anything that we've seen in North America. Like, I know there's a lot of soccer fans and football fans in the UK and, and in Europe that, that have insane fandom. But I think... NFL football is probably as close to anything like that that we have here and maybe college sports, but stick with the NFL for a second. And I I remember going to a a Bills and Raiders game and those happen to be my two favorite teams. And um, the Raiders supporters are insane. They're the, the, the most insane of all. They'll wear like the big Mad Max, like Legion of Doom spikes and skulls. It's like Comic-Con every time there's a football game. nuts. But they <laughs> yeah. have like, but this, like, group of te- this, this group of people travel with the team. Like they'll just follow them back in a bus and go from stadium to stadium to stadium. So I show up and we're, we're pre, pre-drinking in, in the parking lot, as you do at a Bills game. And I'm wearing my Bills jersey. And, and I think I'd had probably three-quarters of a bottle of Crown Royal before 9 a.m. And so it's That's just... boy. Yeah. So it's just like, whoa, we're having fun. And I found the Raiders supporters bus. And I'm wearing a Bills jersey, like I said. So I walk up and I'm like, hey, guys. And they looked at me like I just you know stormed their, their capital, essentially. And they went, oh. That's not happening. And they looked at me like, really? And impeach that motherfucker. Right. Like, they're just looking at me. And I'm going, uh oh. I walked into the Raiders supporter section. I'm wearing a Bills jersey. And I was it's like, like the Battle of Winterfell. Well, yes, totally. So, so I went, Get the fuck out of here. Totally. They were like, Night King's coming and he's going to stab your ass. But I, I went, okay, I, I've got an out in this. And don't forget, I'm like, I'm three sheets to the wind. So I, I, I go, no, no, hang on. Look, check this out. And I pull up my boxer shorts and I had like, um, He's wait. He's flashing us his dick. I had get him. I had Raiders boxer shorts on. No, I did. So it was like I'm like, no, man, I'm undercover. Did they like it? They. This is what happened, Cat. They swarmed me like a huddle, all crowded around me. Yeah, he's one of us. And they're going nuts. These two huge guys pick me up and they lift me up over their heads and they're like hip hip hooraying me. You know, for he's a jolly good fellow. And then all of a sudden, a funnel comes out and a bottle of Jack Daniels goes down my throat so direct that I didn't even swallow. It was just like went went bottle to stomach. And I was like, 
Uh, yeah, great. <laughs> and so I turn around the bus and within like 15 seconds threw up for like six straight oh, minutes. God. <laughs> just, just liquid coming out oh, of me. Oh, my God. Um, but they were like, he's one of us. He's awesome. This guy's the best. And I'm just like, thanks, guys. But it's just <laughs> it's communal, right, where you'll have the buses will set up barbecues and some people are doing sausages. Other people are doing burgers and you can walk over and like barter with them. And be like, hey, man, we got the six pack of sausages we're not going to use. Oh, cool. Yeah. Here's some burgers. Nice spadooch. Can I get in on that? Totally. Well, yeah. you guys, hey, you guys have ice. Yeah, we do here. We'll, we'll throw you, you know, a bag of chips, like stuff like that. It's wow. it's an interesting community, yeah. and and it's gross. There's a lot of vomit. <laughs> There's a lot of a lot of dirt. It's not really like <laughs> it's not COVID friendly. If you think oh, back to how gross God, and no. germy that situation was, that mm. could have been ground zero for COVID. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> You're suggesting that COVID came from the Bills fucking mafia? (laughs) It's very possible. We say it here first. Breaking news. Look, I haven't asked uh, Dr. Fauci about it or any medical professionals, but there is a good (laughs) chance that that is where it started. Not from a bat in Wuhan. It started in the parking lot outside of Bills Stadium in Orchard Park, New York. The things that go on during a Bills tailgate party will shock and awe you if you've never seen it in person for yourself. I highly recommend it, Kat. Wow, that's great. Good to know. I'll put it on my list of things. This is somewhat revisionist history. Now we're finding out in 2021 that COVID actually came from piss in a parking lot in New York, (laughs) and you contract it through the feet, not through the nose. (laughs) Okay. By the the way, there's nothing worse than than a, a, a trough urinal. Where oh, where it, it looks like, you know, the little sinks you had in school where you stepped on the bar yeah. for the water to come yeah. out. So picture a sink like that. And there's just 12 guys standing around it. Everyone's all pissing into the fountain. I, I don't <laughs> get it. I don't get how you guys piss sometimes in your well, different troughs and so, stuff. It's so fucking gross. They've also just given up in Buffalo, of like policing any of this stuff. So there, <laughs> yeah, there was a huge care. lineup to go into the bathroom. And you know how like you, you, when you walk in to a, a bathroom in a stadium, there's like, you know, little, it's, it's all bricked in and you kind of have to go around a corner to go it's into like the bathroom. It's like a little maze to get in. Yeah, yeah a yeah, little yeah. bit. Yeah. So one guy's just like, I'm not waiting and just starts pissing in the corner oh, while we're all standing in line and, and his piss is just rolling down and hitting your feet and you're just like man <laughs> but it, it, it's a chain reaction one guy sees that and goes that's a brilliant idea well, he's pissing i'm pissing did he piss on top of his piss or beside his piss? oh it was just a pile of piss <laughs> <laughs> you know and, and to the point where there's so much of it that it's no longer liquid it's like just building up into like a substance of some sort it's like slimer like and they're probably not well hydrated so it's like yeah it's like disgustingly it's dark st- yo, it's fuck. like a stout and you're just like <laughs> What, what, what are you, Guinness running through your blood? What the fuck is that? You just look at the floor and you're like, that's a mess. What, what, you need to see a doctor like, immediately. Stop drinking and oh go see God. a doctor. But the tailgating, when you when you drive from uh, you know up here, get down to Buffalo, everyone starts drinking on the bus as soon as you, you hop on. Sure. So a one o'clock game, people are drinking at 730 in the morning. So there's been times where you get to the border and everyone's gassed, like they're just completely wrecked. So you're crossing the border and they've they've also just given up at this point. Just go, oh, Bill's game. OK, yeah. so they go through and they're checking all the IDs and everything. And I remember one particular bus trip. One guy came on the bus with an expired UK passport. That was his mode. Oh, I, I, they'll let me cross the border. I'm like, what? And no. So it, he didn't get over. Um, and it caused this ho- whole long delay. We ended up late for the tailgate. We ended up late for the game. And we're all just like livid at that point. So when you're around drunk people and you're not as drunk as they are, it really sucks. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's very, it's very much not fun. Yeah.
Wow. You mentioned the word gross, and I feel like this is a good opportunity to point out that today, one of the superstars of Top 40 Radio, Pitbull, celebrates his 40th birthday. Dolly. I'm going to go out on a limb here and suggest that Pitbull's 40th birthday is going to be fucking gross. It will be an assault on humanity, whatever goes on down in South Beach, where he's celebrating tonight. He always It'll be looks like, so clean, though. Okay, yes, yeah, he's a classy man. Like Pitbull's like the classiest shit, and he's so he just seems so nice. We watched him perform on a side stage at a very large event, and he came off stage, and it was like he had a film on him of of sweat, like to the point where it looked like he was going to pull Saran wrap off of his That's body. That's because like, he wears full three piece suits in like yeah. forty degree weather. That's yeah, very the true. guy's insane. Yeah, it, it was, it, but it was just like. How are you that wet and haven't completely disintegrated? <laughs> you must be ninety nine percent water. Like, how is that possible? Um, but you're right. He is a he, you know a very energetic performer yeah. and and is totally decked out when he does the concert. Uh, and he, yeah, he is a nice guy. He, he likes is. the ladies though, and they like him. Yes. Sure. Whatever's going on tonight in Miami is probably going to be centered around Pitbull's fortieth birthday. I'm surprised they haven't closed down South Beach for that. It's going to be a mess. Uh, Pitbull is not one of the performers, though, at Joe Biden's inauguration next week. But, Kat, you've got the list of performers now. Yeah, I mean, not yet, we should say, because they say that some will still be announced. Like, more recently, Jennifer Lopez was added, and Lady Gaga was also added. Lady Gaga, that doesn't surprise me at all. She's been a very avid supporter of Joe Biden all the way through. Justin Timberlake was announced earlier this week, and Demi Lovato, John Bon Jovi in the mix too so i think they're trying to get like a good as best they can a, a good mix of performers for the pre-inauguration special kid rock and ted nugent not available this time around no. <laughs> Solid. lee greenwood's going oddly Great. enough oh. the invite didn't go out no toby keith and, <laughs> like, and by the way tom hanks is hosting that like yeah, you can't find on. a more perfect like everybody loves him kind of guy yeah very 2020 too tom hanks uh into 2021 but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think, uh, can I say it just actually sounds better than the award season more recently? <laughs> better than the Grammys, yeah, right? It, yeah. it, it's like the fucking Grammys, yeah. the inauguration. Basically, basically. Joe Biden at this point is saying, you know what? Grammys didn't give a nomination to the weekend, so let's invite him to do the, do the, do the national anthem. Why not? Go for it. They should add Pitbull, though. Oh, get the cat. Get the That's going to scare the living shit out of Joe Biden. you got to <laughs> keep your voice down attack. around Joe. Yeah, He's 78. Right there. Yeah. Yeah. Like, seriously, Joe Biden's probably like, uh, hey, uh, Mr. President-elect, we secured J-Lo. And he's like, cool. What the hell's a J-Lo? That? <laughs> <laughs> Is that for dessert or are we having it first? Yeah, no, there's always J-Lo. room for J-Lo. <laughs> you got Lady Gaga. Bless you. That's amazing. Where they're, <laughs> where they're like, hey, we got, we got J-Lo. Oh, good. Finally something I can eat. <laughs> no, sir, not Jell-O. J-Lo. Uh, <laughs> Joe Biden was 60 when Jenny from the block came out. <laughs> he doesn't know what the fuck is going on. He's just Kamala. Who's that? <laughs> that? That's tremendous. That's the best, though. Like, I'll watch it just for Joe Biden's reaction, because I could just picture him like J-Lo singing whatever song and he's just clapping completely offbeat. And just smiling yeah. away under his mask. She's not wearing a lot of clothes. Oh, what's happening here? <laughs> Joe just saying that. You just see him mouthing that to somebody leaning into Joe and be like, he's not wearing, she's not wearing a lot of clothes, is she? <laughs> People seem to forget because it got bare, because it was in the shadow of how bad Donald Trump was. But Joe Biden's a bit of a womanizer. Like, he's going to take one fucking look at J-Lo wearing next to nothing, shaking her ass. And he's going to be like, hell yeah, now the party started. Let's fucking go. What are we, a cheetahs? What's going on here?
<laughs> didn't uh, didn't Biden and uh, Cardi B have an exchange? Yeah, on, on Twitter. Uh, yeah, I I think so. They're 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 cool though. Let her get up there and sing. Wop. They're cool. Yeah, they're very cool. <laughs> that would be that would now heart attack. That he definitely have a heart attack. That's a wet ass president. <laughs> That's a white ass president. That's a white ass president, a white-ass president is what Very that true. is. Very true. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, if you could figure out what your dog is thinking, would you want to know? Oh. I don't know if I'd want to know now. I would want to know at a certain point, but now that we brought two little girls into the mix that just climb on him and they love him, but he doesn't love when they do certain things and high-pitched scream in his ear and all those things that little kids tend to do. Mm-hmm. So sometimes he gives me a look and I know exactly what he's thinking. What the fuck have you done? Like my Why life did you was, have these kids? My life was so good. Like, what have you done now? And, and I'm lower on the totem pole. What in the holy hell have you done? So sometimes, <laughs> yeah, I'm curious, but also maybe I don't want to know. You want to be able to oh, turn it off. you had a few drinks, did you? Oh, yeah. you wanted to have a little fun, did you? Well, now look what happened. <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> do you think they're judgmental? Do you think, do you think your dog is judging dog, you? Yeah. yeah. My dog is like uh, the prissiest little thing you'd ever see in your life. Like my dog is the type. So Australia, my dog's an Australian shepherd. And for the most part, it, over history... Australian Shepherds have been great swimmers and they, they get dirty and they, my dog hates all of that shit. I brought mm-hmm. him to the cottage once and tried to get him to swim. It was like, no, his anxiety is so high. He wants nothing to do with being messy. He's very prissy. He'll even like walk like with his paws up in the air. If we cross anything muddy, he is. Yeah. So, and he's also, yeah, he gives judgy eyes. My dog is oh. very high maintenance. That's the type of dog he is. Where did he get that from? She shut the That's fuck fucking up. fucking weird. <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, I've tried. I've tried to get the guy dirty. He's like just not interested at all. But anyway, that said, yeah, I'm sure he does judge us. Absolutely. Dave, your dogs are uh, a little bit higher on the energy level. Uh, yeah, I would I would say that. They're battery operated, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> tiny chorkies. And I, I kind of already know what they're saying, I think. I, I've got a good sense of it. What would they say to you? Uh, just... Uh, Please, please, I need more of whatever you have. Like, it's just very whiny all the time. <laughs> just like, I just, can I just, please let me sit beside you. I just, they're very loving. They're very sweet. They're very babyish. But I, I, I don't think I don't know what they're talking about. Like, I, I don't, I don't imagine, there's no judgmental eyes. There's no, I don't okay. have any of that problem Good. like you Good. do, Kat. Like, I, I think my guys are pretty straightforward. And I think I, I think I'd like to know just for the confirmation of, yeah, I was right. That's what they're saying. But I also want to be able to turn it off because it's like, I'd like to ignore what you're saying. Uh, <laughs> then you hear them constantly in your ear. Yeah, I, that I don't need. I, yeah. I don't need my dogs constantly telling me what they need yeah. and what they want because I get it. There's a South Korean company. It's called Pet Pulse. They're a startup and they've created what they call is a smart caller. It can identify five emotions in dogs using AI-enabled voice recognition technology. It also has an accelerometer, so you can tra- track your dog's activities and calculate their calories burned. It has a proprietary algorithm in combination with the database of more than 10,000 bark samples from 50 different breeds of dogs in four different sizes. Hmm. They say this thing is 80% accurate in telling you what your dog is thinking. Would you be disappointed to find out your dog is an idiot? 
and, yeah. and, and is not saying anything at yeah. all. Yeah, and you think that they're like the most brilliant dog. There's always those people like, my dog's better than everybody yeah. else's dog. And Your then dog's it turns, just like, shoo, yeah. shoo, shoo. And you're like, oh, man, I really thought you were smarter than this. Lick my balls again, man. Yeah. Where's my balls? <laughs> You think your dog's real smart, you put this collar on it, and then all of a sudden you get a text message that says what your dog's thinking, and it's something like, stop the steal. And you're like, ah, fuck, it's a Republican. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be mortified if my dog had a political leaning of any sort. (laughs) Fucking breeder? That would be be weird. Yeah. Yeah, that would be different. You put the collar on, the first thing the dog says is, make America great again. You're like, God damn it. (laughs) Ah, shit. God damn it. watching when i leave the house yeah what are you on what are you watching watches fox and friends and shit like that uh, your dog would sit there watching wolf blitzer and be like he's one of us <laughs> <laughs> when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> Love it. Uh, guys, we're heading into the first weekend of the stay-at-home order. Which is more like a strong suggestion because yesterday the police clarified – actually, the government clarified and the police agreed that this new law slash order does not actually give police the authority to pull you over to ask where you're going. They also can't enter your home to say, hey, what's going on here? Are you staying home? What the fuck's up here? Does that person live here? They can't do that. Hey, just checking to make sure you're still home. So let me ask you this, because, Scott, you have good connections with people uh, in the, the police business, if you will, um, mm-hmm. the service. Um, this, from what I understand, is that, no, they won't pull you over for the, for the specific reason of saying, hey, where are you going? But they can ask if they're pulling you over for something else. Like you yeah. speeding, and then they can, they can do a, f- a further investigation into, hey, so where are you heading right now? What's the deal? Like they right. can ask that, and that could cause some issues if you happen to be out joyriding or doing things that you are 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 not supposed to do with this stay at home order. So is that is that accurate? Yeah, the way it works is police can't specifically pull you over just because I don't like the color of that car. I'm going to pull it over and find out why they're not at home. They can't do that. If they already have you pulled over for something else or some other reason, then they're allowed to ask. But you're not obligated to tell them. You don't have to answer that question because it is self-incriminating. So, I mean, they can ask. You don't have to tell. They can't pull you over for it. But let's be honest here. We all know cops can pull you over anytime they want. Anytime they want. They'll they'll do a document check. Uh, Maybe you've got a broken taillight or something like that. A lot of exhaust coming out of your car. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. There's any number of reasons cops might pull you over or that you might have an encounter with police. I mean, it's perfectly reasonable to assume that you could go over to your buddy's house and and you're just you're not bothering anybody. You're just watching the Bills game or the Leaf game or something like that. And then, boom, before you know it, uh, somebody upstairs has a medical incident and the police show up. Then the police can ask because they're already there anyway. The fuck are you doing here? You don't live here. 
And that's how this sort of shit it's, can happen. It's so minimal, though. Like, the, people don't need to worry about this. Like, no, it's they so really don't. Minuscule. The, the chances of something like that happening to you, even if you do get pulled over and you admit you're driving around, that's okay. Because that falls yeah. under, hey, for my mental health, I need to take a drive every now and again. Fuck, you're Because fine. you can what's tell them what's essential to you. What's essential to you is different mm. to other people. So all of these things, I mean, I call them loopholes. I don't know a better word to use. But really, if you do get caught, you can you can usually figure out a way. Or, yes, absolutely, in those very strange scenarios where you might be caught because something happened in an emergency situation. Okay, you got to take the hit on that. Just ask yourself if it's worth it going into whatever you're doing, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and that should be a general rule no matter what you do. Yeah, at any time in life. <laughs> yeah, uh, should sure. I be doing this? Yeah, should, do I need to be doing this? Yeah, right now? you should always go through. But yeah, that. like I mean, buddies. I mean, you made a great example, Scott. Like like uh, Super Bowl coming up, right? So mm-hmm. if we're in the middle of this, the Super Bowl's on. You got to ask yourself if a buddy asks you over, uh, is it worth it? If something weird does happen and I do get caught, is it worth that fine of X amount of money? The answer for most people will be hell no, but there's right. going to be some people who will take the risk. I think it's, again, it's very minimal, the amount of people that will actually get caught. Have you been reading these? There's some stories. Not that we're encouraging people to break the rules, no, by the way. No, and I, I was going to mention this, too. So there's a lot of stories right now about COVID shame, um, right. where somebody may reach out and be like, hey, you want to go grab a beer? And you're like, I I can't because of the situation we're in. Yeah. And the fear that you're going to be ridiculed for saying that. Well, people shouldn't. Mm-hmm. I hope that people aren't worried about stuff like that. You know, like you, you do what's do what's right for you. You're coming up know. with a lie. No, I'm going to another yeah, going someone to a else's... phone party. I can't. Yeah. I, can't party. I can't make it. Sorry. <laughs> the most disgusting example you can think of. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I got this big orgy planned. Can't do it. Yeah, Maybe yeah. the next day. Cock rings, all kinds of I, I, There's going to be a lot of things I can't. I can't. Uh, I can't divulge at this point. But there is there's a legit fear now from people who who are afraid of that covid shame of of being told oh you're 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 just caving and and you're um oh you're a sheep and this and that and that's the that's the the buzzword that i wish would go away you know i know you guys were talking about that at the end of last year with the words you'd like to see disappear in 2021 i'd like to see sheeple go away Uh uh-huh kind of done with it it's not even a fucking word stop using that no exactly so that's a great point though cat tell people don't feel sad or afraid yeah. or uh, discouraged to tell somebody no i'm not comfortable with this think right about now. your own situation what situation are you in right now i'll give you an example for me it's like i've got a kid in daycare i got to do things a certain way because if my kid gets sick i don't want my kid out i gotta pay yeah. for that either way yep. so mm-hmm. you're damn right you're staying away from me because i don't want my kid to get i don't want to get sick i don't want to get someone else's family sick like that would my, the guilt i would feel it's not even worth hanging out with anybody no. for me. So you ask yourself in your own life, is it really worth it if something happens? So don't worry about be- people's feeling bad. I really don't care if someone's offended if I don't go to their house right now. Okay, I'm, I'm fine with it. The thing that I find interesting about all this is because people are they seem really hung up on can the cops pull you over for no reason and ask where you're going. People seem to have kind of lost sight of what's going to happen with this blitz that starts this weekend, but it's basically going to go Every day until the state of emergency is over, the labor minister, Monty McNaughton, announced this big blitz of big box stores throughout southern Ontario coming this weekend. So these inspectors and they're not necessarily cops. They have these inspectors who have the authority to issue tickets, 750 bucks to not just the store. Actually, the store fines are substantial. That's like tens of thousands of dollars. But if they go into, say, a Walmart and that Walmart is over capacity. They can issue a $750 ticket to the store manager, employees, and even patrons. What would a patron get a ticket for? If you are in, uh, let's say the, the inspector walks into Costco and you're in there 
and you are not wearing your mask. Oh, well, in that case. Or I, it's not wear, being worn properly or you did some stupid thing like put some underwear on your head and called it a face covering. Yeah. Shit well, like that. I've been in Costco and I saw a woman without a mask. And first of all, it looks weird as hell right now. You're it like, is weird, yeah. Someone's not wearing a mask. And your initial thought is, well, is this a COVID denier? Um, but you got to be realistic and wait, okay, maybe there is a medical issue here and a condition and I'm not going to judge. But I saw a lot of judging going on and I heard a lot of judging going on right away as soon as you see it. So that would be an example of a person who gets uh, a ticket, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they'll use their discretion, I suppose, and you have to actually get caught. But knowing that there's 50 inspectors going out this weekend just to check big box stores, if I'm the manager at Walmart, knowing that not only is the store going to get written up for like 500 grand, I personally, as the manager, am going to get a $750 ticket that I have to pay because there's too many people in the store. That's intense. Think about the the role of a Walmart greeter from la- mm-hmm. last year to this year. Like, are they the ones taking the tally of the people coming in and out? Because it used to be the most chill job on earth. Like, hey, welcome to Walmart. Hey, can hey, I get you a cart? How are yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just so you know, bathrooms are this way and customer service is there. And now they're like, oh, yeah. fuck. Like, I could yeah. get fined some serious money here if I'm not doing my... I don't know if they're the ones counting. Maybe it will fall upon the manager because that's a very serious fine. I don't know what it's going to look like and every store will be different, but could you imagine working there knowing that you'll face a fine if people around you, your your coworkers basically, aren't doing their due diligence as well? Well, one of the Walmarts that I went to in, in Waterloo had uh, security at the front door and they were doing the head counts. So mm-hmm. they're okay. standing there with they the They might clickers. have hired people out then specifically yeah. for this too. I don't know if all stores are doing that, but that's that's okay. what I saw. Yeah. And, and you know, Smart, I guess actually. maybe they're trained yeah. a, a little bit better than the greeter. The poor greeter, most of those greeters are... You know, they're they're just trying to be friendly people and just keep sure. a gig. And a lot of them are, you know, seniors that that just like being brown people. And yeah. and unfortunately, right now they're just like, oh my god, there's too many people <laughs> freaking <laughs> out right now. It's so scared <laughs> of it. Oh, it's it's yeah, it's tough. I mean, those fines will be interesting to see how they get rolled out and how they get fought. Yeah, I oh, and you know, some people are gonna. But I mean, at the end of the day, these rules are for a reason. It's just I, I think that that might make people take it a little more seriously. The ones who work in retail, I mean, there might be a general inclination like, eh, fuck it, I work at Walmart. This is not my job. Somebody else worries about how many people are in here. Can we now? De- everybody's got to kind of got to take a vested interest in this. Can we debunk something real quick? Uh, I see a lot of people saying. Uh, oh, the reason the big box stores are open is because they, they get a government kickback or the the government gets a kickback and things like oh, that. Fuck off. Can we just talk about the the sheer volume uh, of of product that goes into those big box stores and how frequently they they replenish stock when it goes out? Those places are designed to hold a lot of people. They're designed mm-hmm. to have a lot of people come through during an, an entire day, whereas a mom and pop shop or maybe a smaller store may not be able to accommodate the volume of it. Um, and also cost of putting in measures to make sure people are following COVID protocol. So I, I, again, I I understand on the surface, the idea, the anger immediately is somebody's trying to pull the wool over our eyes, but I think we can probably debunk that. You feel comfortable doing that? Yeah. I I don't understand why people give a shit. Like, honestly, don't go. If you don't want to go, if you don't like that, they're open, don't support them. And you know what? Don't support them even when the pandemic's over, but stop this shit about complaining nonstop. Oh, why are the big box stores open? Well, There's a lot of reasons that they're open, namely that they sell things in a convenient place that a lot of people happen to need. Yeah. And given that we do all agree, it seems that we all have a different version of what's essential. That's probably a good thing to have them open. And Uh, and for me, I don't have a problem with it. If they had more stores where you could walk in physically, like the Walmarts and the Costco's and, and everything else. 
you know, you wonder, you don't want to spread yourself too thin anyway. You shouldn't be all over the place. Like if, if, let's say I was sick and I walked into Walmart and then I walked into this shop and that shop and that shop. Isn't that 10 times worse than me going one trip yeah. quickly, properly socially distanced at this store that has, like you said, Dave, all the things in place and they put it all in place and everything's good and I feel a little more safe. It doesn't that make more sense than me going to 16 different stores just because I got to make sure that I hit everything and support local and everything else if you're if you're able to go physically into those stores like well, the, you know the big box stores are designed for the their, their yeah, infrastructure set up in a way to, to keep the volume high and the, again like you said having those mom and pop shops those small places those those local businesses you want to support them because a lot of them need the support but you're yep. right like they can't handle the volume that somebody like a walmart can and when it comes to essential and, and needing to get things you're i don't want to be going to 16 different stores to try to find it mm-hmm. and if and if they for example run out of something the likelihood that they're going to get it before walmart is pretty low it's pretty low so you're right you're going to be bouncing around to 16 different stores and that's not good for that's anybody not good. no Okay, guys, I think on that, we need to start tailgating. We're going to wrap it up for today and crack a few beers. And uh... You know what we'll do is when this is all over, we will start doing a tailgating for the After 9 podcast. Mm -hmm. And we'll just sit out in a parking lot, get really fucking ripped, and then then come in and record the podcast. Oh, my God. That sounds so scary. (laughs) (laughs) Dave's like, wait, I'm the boss. Hang Uh, on. No. (laughs) Hold on. Shut up. say things now. (laughs) Oh, boy. Um, I will go and air fry some vegan chicken wings. They'll be wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, if you ever do get to go back to a Bill's game. The fuck is a vegan chicken wing? I don't even know. I don't know what's in it. I just know it's not meat. (laughs) What's the bone made of? (laughs) It's made of cashews. It's great. That's okay. Cashew bone is perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, if you are ever going to tailgate one day, I, I will just throw a shout out. I don't know who it is that does it, but there's a place that sells these gigantic pierogies on the street. And they are the greatest things like on the planet. Like one big pierogi, almost like a you, Jamaican patty you, you size? Like, like, how big? No, you can get like pancake-sized pierogies, up. and they are enormous. Uh, and and uh, so if you ever go there, uh, look for the pierogi people. They are the way to go. Okay. Bills make me want to shout. Kick my heels up and shout. There's a whole jingle, cat. You probably don't know that. I don't. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah, that's wonderful. I'll we'll go through a table. <laughs> we'll light it on fire first. It'll be favorite. great. Yeah. Hey, man, you want to go through a table? Hey, man, you want to go through a table? No, I'm good. No. Cool. <laughs> oh, Bill. Who asked a stranger if you want to go through a table? What? <laughs> Bills mafia, Only the friend. Bills Mafia. <laughs> Have a great weekend, everybody. Be home and or, uh, be no, I was gonna say be safe and stay home. That's what I was looking sure. for. Fine. All right. Have a great weekend. <laughs> <laughs>